Hello, once again, hockey fans. To the Dan K Show presents Junior Hockey, your weekly little slice of the game of junior hockey that we always find. We always find an interesting story, an interesting guest, someone who can really bring a unique take on the game of hockey or can bring to light some of their experiences, or in the case of our guests, just put on a show day in and day out. But before we get to our guest, we turn to another man who likes to put on a show. Whether you ask him to or not, it's Dan K. Dan, welcome. Luke, there's no better way to put it. I mean, it, this, is, this is a big show. When you want to talk about, there's not many times where I get upstaged. And that's not, I'm not saying that I'm like the star. I'm more saying just I will always speak louder than anybody in a room just to try to make myself the center of attention. But today, the, the skill, the, the absolute ability and the, the mental acuity to play the game of hockey with today's guest, I cannot wait to talk through the point leader in the USPHL premiere from last year, the Jared Fisher is going to join us on today's show. Jared, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing awesome. Dude, I, I would tell you, I'd be doing awesome too if I was putting up triple digits and points. I can tell you that much. I'd be having a nice offseason myself. We're going to talk with Jared in just a minute, folks. But first, we have to do what we always do. We've got to pay those bills. We've got to talk a little bit. We've got to do them reviews. But before we review, we remind you, today's podcast is brought to you by the USPHL. Find out more about the USPHL at usphl.com, the largest league geographically in the country. And Lucas, I have to say, the best league. But I know a guy who's the best reviewer of all time, and it's yourself, Lucas. Can you tell us about what you're uh, drinking on this week's show for the parents at home? Absolutely. So I have both a location and beer review for you guys today. Um, this brewery sits in the shadow of what some people might call uh, MetLife, what some people might call Meadowlands, but what we really know it as, as Giant Stadium. Correct. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But Dan was jumping in there <laughs> waiting for that last bit. It is Giant Stadium and no one's going to tell us otherwise, just like it's pork roll and I don't care what your opinion is. Uh, this brewery is called Bolero Snort Brewing. Um, they were a contract brewery for a while. Then they found a physical location out in the swamps of Jersey. Um, and with everything going on, with not being allowed to be inside, they have opened up Bolero Park which is their outdoor drinking space. Um, it's, it's really great. I mean, you walk in there, they ID you right before you can get in. They have good access to, uh, to different takeaway beers as well. And because of its uh, proximity to a couple of different teams in, you know, in New Jersey, it's definitely something that parents can kind of walk away and, and, and get out there. It's right off the turnpike. It's a great location and they have some great beers. A lot of their beers are crazy sour beers or like fruity IPAs. And they do some interesting stuff. I had an Oreo cookie chocolate stout that tasted just like a milkshake. But I'm not here to review any of that. That was all informational. My review today is the Hufa from Bolero Snort. It is a German Pilsner. Um, it is a combination of the name Jimmy Hoffa, famous to the swamps of Jersey for being allegedly buried there, and the Hoof, because this brewery it does everything cow-themed. Um, so it's a German Pilsner, 4.9 ABV. Um, it is your run-of-the-mill Pilsner, but the flavor, the way they execute it is anything but run-of-the-mill. Um, 
I went there, it was 85 degrees and I just wanted a good drinking beer. And that's exactly what this is. No frills, a perfect German Pilsner with just that little bit of extra zing to it that sometimes causes a lot of Pilsners to fall flat. Um, so for the Hufa, I think this is a really perfect drinking beer. It's, it's just incredible. It's no frills. It's great flavors. Uh, it's everything you want when you're drinking outside. Now, what do you give it as a score here, Lucas? I've had to readjust my rating system, but I truly think that this one deserves to be higher up on the scale. I think this one truly deserves to be a 7.8. I think that puts it high above average. Um, and I, I think it's worth a shot. They distribute to a lot of different places in North Jersey. So if you, if you see Bolero Snort, look for the Hufa, and I, I think you'll be impressed. I like it. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my coffee this week. And we're taping a little bit, probably about an hour or two later than usual. And Luke, if there's one thing Lucas knows about me. I'm the kind of guy who will drink a pot of coffee to go to bed somehow. I don't know how it works. I think it's just because I operate at about a 55 in terms of energy out of 10 every day. I'm 110% energy all the time. Lucas knows I'm bad at math. I'm unsure how to get to 110%. So what I did this week is I actually went with Lucas the Pabst Blue Ribbon Hard Coffee as my review. A little bit of an adult take here. So this is for the hockey parents at home to take with you on your next trip. Honestly, Lucas, first time I tried this was with you on the golf course. You had brought a couple out to me, and it tastes exactly like a monster energy coffee. It tastes exactly like, uh, I'd say, the Starbucks version of the coffee. You could bring it home, the frap. I mean, it is. It's certainly good. Not my favorite thing in the world. I don't love to drink the hard coffee. It's not as much my thing unless I'm going for like a, an Irish coffee somewhere after dinner. I do like it though. I give it a 6.4. 6.4 in terms of coffee, I'd give it a 4.2 because it ain't coffee. Certainly isn't. It's not going to wake me up. I'm not going to get that caffeinated experience out of it. But it's a good time, Lucas, and it, it's, a, it's a fun time for me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's great to, you know, you're, you come home back to the hotel from a long showcase day, you know, you get back to that hotel, it's, you know, eight, nine o'clock and you just reach for one of these just to give you that, that little bit of an edge. I mean, obviously if you're a caffeinated monster like Dan, it's not going to help you, but for us normal folk, uh, yeah, there is a little bit of a caffeine kick to it. I think it has the same caffeine as one cup or one and a half cups of coffee. I'll tell you what, the king of transitions is about to do it again. It's time to get into the free skate. It's time to bring a man back into the show here. You want to talk about bringing energy, Lucas. You want to talk about bringing absolute energy. You want to talk about a superstar season. You look no further than Jared Fisher. This guy was fishing for goals, and he caught just about everything in the water. This guy is ridiculous. He is talented. And I will tell you what, he has a huge future in this game of hockey. And it's Jared Fisher. Jared, man, what is going on? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, just relaxing, you know, having a nice little evening, just laying around, not doing much. Now, I got to talk to you first here. You talk about laying around, not doing much. I can tell you, I, I always see the work ethic in you, man, every time we get a chance to see you play. And you see how that off-season work you put in pays off once you get out in the ice. It's not something that comes to you just when you show up to the rink. It's something that is worked for, strived for. Such an odd offseason, right? COVID-19, things shutting down, not a lot of ice time available for folks around the country. 
What have you been doing to kind of stay in shape and keep the mind right getting ready for the new season? Uh, I just, I mean, right when it all started and like the rink started to close and everything, I immediately, I got on, got on some websites, bought uh, a net and uh, some synthetic since I knew I couldn't be on the ice. So I've just been shooting whenever I can and doing some body weight workouts when the gyms were closed and everything. And trying to stay in shape stay in the groove of things but things have uh, started to open up been able to be on the ice and been able to do more now which i'm thankful for so now you you get the big draft pick here you find out that news as northern cyclone selecting the ncdc draft when did you find that out how'd you hear the news how excited were you when you found out about it i uh gosh i found out in the afternoon that day um and I was, they, they had texted me and let me know. And I was, I was excited for it. I was, um, I was thinking that's where I was going to go and I was happy to get picked by them. And, you know, I'm just excited to have that, that take that next step, new opportunity. Now, I mean, we just interviewed funny, funny how this works out last week on this show. We just talked with Bill Flanagan, head coach, co-owner of the Northern Cyclones. And this guy, I always call him the torts of the NCDC, man. He's got that John Tortorella to him, that no-nonsense, let's-go block shots. He's expecting a, a blue-collar guy to walk in here, right, and make things happen out there, bring the lunch pail to work and play hard for him. And we've seen you do just that, not just with Fort Wayne, but with the Skipjacks, with Jersey Shore. You've done it throughout your career. How do you think your playing style is going to mesh with this Bill Flanagan mantra? Um, I, I think it'll mesh well. Uh, I, I think it'll go well. I feel like I can, I can bring those qualities with uh, a little bit of skill with it too. So I think, I think it should go well. I love it, man. And, and this is a situation for folks at home. I mean, you see a hundred points from you, Jared, and you get a hundred plus everyone thinks, Oh man, this is just an offensive guy. This guy's out there skating around hits. This guy's out there just making things happen in the net. He does his thing offensively, and the other side of the ice doesn't exist. It's so far from the truth with you. When we've gotten a chance to see you play, it's both ends with you, man. I mean, what? How do you? How do you keep that energy level for for an entire game out there for all sixty minutes? How do you do it? How do you skate so well all day long? I, I and this, I mean, it's a workout that's kind of useless for hockey players, but most I haven't a lot this summer. But most summers I just run a lot. I like long distance running um which helps me keep my endurance up um I just I like to run I enjoy it kind of clears the mind um so that's that's mostly what keeps me going all year I think and keeps the endurance up and that stamina is just running long distances I love it I, I'll tell you what man I I used to run all day long now I can barely run to the pizza in the uh, kitchen when it comes here on the delivery I'm like I'm huffing and puffing, man. Lucas is over here. Lucas threw his back out yesterday trying to get a uh, a bowl to put some pizza dough in. So, I mean, I think Lucas and I have turned into just just two very out-of-shape people, Lucas. I think that's it, what's happening. It, it might be the pizza, Dan, from from the context <laughs> of those two stories. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think, I, think we've, I think we need to start getting under the Jared Fisher running diet, man. We gotta, I'm not going to be scoring 100 points anytime soon. But with that, we're going to transition here into the more formal Q&A portion with Jared today. We're going to talk a little bit to him about his last season with the Fort Wayne Spacemen, about getting to play in front of his home crowd, 
about getting a chance to really put his stamp on his time in the USPHL, the leading point getter in the USPHL. And we're going to ask him about the being the number one draft pick in the all Dan K, all Lucas J draft as Lucas stole him away from Dan K. With that, we go over to Lucas to take it away with the Q&A. And now we're back with the Q&A session. And, you know, Dan, I, I had to take him with, with the first pick because I couldn't let you have him. You know, it, it was one of those things where I needed, I needed a score on my top line. And there's really no one who scores more points in the Premier League than Jared Fisher. Uh, Jared, I wanted to open up this conversation a little bit with talking about this this season that you had, it's not to say it's the elephant in the room, but it is sort of looming large because we have talked about it so many times. I think we even, you know, mentioned on the Dan K show this year, a few times. Um, so my first question is, as you're approaching that hundred point mark, um, did the game of hockey change at all? Because Dan and I had been talking about, you know, do hockey players, do you get nervous as you approach that mark? Sometimes you hear about baseball players or football players have that one or two game slump when they're approaching a huge milestone. Did that happen to you? Uh, no, not really. Um, I, I just kept playing the same way. I definitely, it was in the back of my mind and I felt like there were times where I'd kind of make the, you know, more difficult play when there's a simple one um, just cause I was thinking about it a little too much, but um, not much because I know in, in the game that I uh, that I, I think it was the goals when I, I think I got the goals first. So in that game, I actually I did not play the first period of that game. I was benched for that um, <laughs> for uh, not putting my phone in the uh, little pocket in the locker. <laughs> uh, but I was able to get three in the second and kind of get that locked up. But um, no, I just I just kept playing the same way, trying not to think about it too much. and. Just, just try and get there, you know, um, but not, not let it really uh, bother me to where I would not get to that point. You know, Jared, you're, you, you're not the worst one there with the phone issue. We actually had a guy two years ago, I won't mention team or player name, <laughs> but he got caught because he was tweeting at us while on the bench during a game broadcast somehow. And coach <laughs> found out because Lucas was on the ice with the headset in. And I was talking to him, and Coach looks down the bench and goes, what's going on with my guys? So that, was, <laughs> that was the worst one. I th I'd say keep the phone off the bench. And yeah, be no, I, don't, I can't say I've ever brought it on the bench. So that's uh, – and it, was, it wasn't, wasn't on me. It was in my suit pants pocket hanging up in a different – I just – it just wasn't in the thing. And he wanted to set an example going into playoffs. So – that's what you love, too. That's the leadership quality you have, right? It's the ability to see why something like that is done. As somebody who's been a coach before at the collegiate level, sometimes you need a guy like a Jared Fisher to, to really kind of to drive home to everyone else that nobody's bigger than the team. And that's something, folks, you see with Bill Belichick. Tom Brady just left because I think he – he was a little over it, but I mean, 20 years of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, man. And Belichick showed, he treated Tom Brady like anybody else in that locker room. And it's so important to have somebody with that ability, that ability to be a leader, to take on that responsibility and to answer the bell. And I think that's, Jared, one of the big reasons why if I'm a Bill Flanagan, I'm looking and I am absolutely excited to have you coming into the locker room. I mean, it's, 
it's such a big thing and it's so important. hundred percent. Now, Lucas, I, I jumped in on you, man. You can keep going with your question. I don't want to steal. Usually you get a couple in here. I, I just got excited. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, so the other thing that I'm interested about this, uh, this season before we sort of move into some broader topics is, you know, you go to the, uh, the elite prospects page, um, and it paints an interesting picture. And, you know, Jared, we, you know, you, we have, your name has popped up a bunch throughout what Dan and I have been doing covering the league first with, you know, the Jersey Shore Whalers, Skipjacks hockey club and moving up through those two different systems. Um, you had an, an explosion is to put it mildly this season uh, at, at just a huge amount of points where previously you'd been putting up good per game numbers, but the total numbers weren't necessarily where they were this year. Um, can you kind of shine a light on that? Did you, was it something that, you know, these development programs had done what they intended to do? Was it something that you had added in? Was it a change in mentality? What, what happened this year? Um, I think a lot of it came down to my training last summer out in Jersey. Cause I, I ended up, I stayed in Jersey basically all last summer. Just, it was like two hours a day, Monday through Friday on the ice um, with my advisor every single day. Um, and I think I, I mean, I'd look at like a clip of a goal I had in a game and I, I think, Oh, I did that in a drill this summer. Like it, it'd be exact. It'd go down exactly how the drill was made. Um, just uh, working a lot on my, touch and um just the the ability to be more consistent in my play like night in night out um and obviously the uh the skip too is it's unbelievable it's I, it's to me and midgets i think it's the best midget program out there and even this year with this new program i didn't really know what i was going to get out of it um but it was it, i i this program to be really good um, in the next couple of years, just because of everything we have at our disposal and everything's super nice for us. We don't really have to, there's nothing we don't have. We have everything we need uh, and, and then some. So I think it, it comes down to all those factors that help me have a great year. Now, Jared, I, I look at the numbers and Lucas used the word explosion, right? It, it's you're, did you ever feel while you were kind of working up the ranks like this season was on its way? Did you feel like you were right on the cusp of something humongous like this, being a leading scorer in the biggest league team-wise on the planet? Did you feel like that was right there? Did you ever see yourself being that point leader or no? I mean, was it a surprise when it started happening for you? Um, I, was, I went into the year with the goal of that. Um, that was my goal to start the year was to, it, it was actually to lead and hopefully break, um, those old records. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely came in with that mindset of like, this is going to be the year that like, it's, it's going to go exactly as to plan basically. Now, let me, let me ask you this. I got, we had a lot of young players who are watching us right now who were, maybe exactly where you were a year ago, two years ago, right? And they're working hard, they're putting in that effort, and they're waiting for that Jared Fisher breakout season. What do you say to that guy? What should that guy be doing right now? What were you doing a year ago, two years ago, other than just training that really got your mind right and put you in a place to do what you did and have the success you had? 
Um, I just set a lot of uh, short-term and long-term goals kind of for myself, um, whether it was realistic or unrealistic. You just, I mean, I, I'd have a, I'd say it was 50% like a realistic goal. No, 75%, 25. So 75% realistic, 25% maybe kind of goals. Um, and just keep on getting, keep on breaking the barriers on what your goals are and um, just really focusing on what you're doing and less on what everybody around you is doing kind of thing. Love that. And, and now getting into this year, I mean, you talk about getting yourself to have that breakout season and now it's, it's just, it's just got to continue, right? How do yep. you continue that? What are your goals for this season? I mean, do you, are you a guy who writes down those goals? Are you a guy who puts them in his head? Or are you a guy who just kind of keeps putting in the work and it happens for you? What, what are you looking at this year? What are your goals? I just, um, right now I'm not, I haven't really decided yet um, on what they are for this next season. Um, I usually decided a little bit closer to the season, but definitely to just not let, uh, not make it seem like, oh, I had one good year, like have another really good year, um, be able to produce at the next level and um, just get better than I was last season. I love it, man. And, and one of my, one of the things Lucas and I have been working on as we've kind of worked through this off season and with everything going on around the world, I mean, We've been working with our the Dan K Show presents hockey is for everyone and hockey really is for everyone and and it's something that we're trying to champion we're trying to create opportunities for voices around the game to be heard and who better to talk to than a leading point getter in the USPHL I mean right now Jared I mean I'd love to talk to you a little bit about how how did you get into the game of hockey what what started your journey on your hockey path how did you get started I uh, I was younger. Uh, my, uh, my grandpa, he used to take me to all of the, uh, we have the Fort Wayne Comets here in Fort Wayne, um, the ECHL team. Yep. So at the time, I think they, they were in the IHL, I think at the time when I was younger, but, um, he would take me to all those games all the time. Um, and I just loved it. I, it was so much fun when I, around the time that I started, they went on like a three peat. Um, so that was obviously awesome to watch and made me want to play it even more because it just looked fun. Um, you know, the celebrations when they won and everything. So that was that was definitely the main thing that made me want to play hockey. In your career, in your path, what's that moment that stands out to you as as the hockey moment in Jared Fisher's career? I'd probably put this year second to when um, I had uh, gotten the call to play AAA. I'd say that's um because that was like what I'd wanted to do forever one of my other friends um who you guys might know Reggie Millette he plays for Dubuque he had left the year before me and at the time I felt you know like I was I was close to him so when I I got that I was I was pretty excited and, and that's Skipjack's hockey club man they they do it right out there they really know how to how to grow kind of a program and with that that a triple A group, man, they do such a good job of developing talent. You see it pop up. You see it through the entire program. Talk a little bit about when you finally got on the ice with the Skipjacks. What was that like? What was it? Was it how big of an honor was that to, to see that? You know, I'm playing with one of the best programs in the country. It was uh, kind of a wake up call. Um, it was, 
it wasn't it definitely wasn't my best season ever um but it was it was unreal because i still i developed that season um the year before i actually didn't really play hockey i was uh i had taken a year away from it to play basketball so i uh i i was it was surprising we had yeah we had a lot of really good players in that team we had joey strada who's i believe going to asu um patrick giles who plays at bc right now there there was a ton of d1 commits on that team and other guys that were on that team that are now committed d1 so it was it was a big wake up call for me, but I it was an honor because I was able to every single day just get better and work on uh, my game as much as I could. Yeah, I think I think wake up call is is a great phrase too because you know we've heard a lot of coaches talk about that as as you move up through the ranks, the next rank is a wake up call, and especially it's that famous coach from or the famous quote from I think Coach Ryan Frew from two years ago when the uh, New Hampshire Junior Monarchs joined the NCDC. And we asked him, well, you know, what's different about the NCDC? And he go, he just looks at the ground and goes, it's fast. It's real fast. Uh, so I think a wake-up call is a really good way to describe it. And, you know, one thing the USPHL does, you know, champion a lot of is this idea of, you know, these younger players come into the system and it's this cradle-to-college idea of developing them through the ranks give them the opportunity to move up through the system. And that's something that you've done. You know, you've, you've started with the USPHL and that Skipjacks Hockey Club 16U. Then you've come up all the way to the Fort Wayne Spacemen and now being drafted by the Northern Cyclones. So um, I'm kind of interested to hear your perspective on the USPHL and the opportunities that the league has given to you because of this expanded development model. Um, I, I think it's great. I think, it, I think it's great what they're doing. Um, it's definitely uh, obviously helped my career tremendously just throughout all, I think it's been five years now that I've played in it. And um, yeah, they just, it, the way you move up in it is it's, it's a good, it's a, I don't know what word to use for it, but it's a good like trickle up program basically um, where you can start at, I think probably there's U15 teams now. So you can, Start at U15 and end up in the NCDC um, pretty simply if you just do the right things. Yeah, and we've seen you do that too. I mean, getting ready now, you know, getting that draft pick, seeing, hearing Lucas even talk about it. You heard Ryan Frew, a guy who's been in the game forever at all levels, who first game behind the bench at the NCDC just goes, man, this is fast. It's a fast game. Can you talk about how do you prepare for that? Obviously, the USPHL premier it's physical out there in that great lakes division. And there's a lot of talented guys out there, but how do you prepare for the day in day out grind at that next step up the ladder now? Well, I'm thankfully here in Fort Wayne, we have, uh, we have skates Tuesdays and Thursdays that are run by our coach and he's done it for years now with it's a, it's a really high level skate. Um, a lot of good players out there from D one USHL, um, all the way down. Um, so that helps a lot to where I'm getting kind of games in two times a week at a fast pace. And uh, I think, I think the speed will just have to be, uh, I'm hope, I, I think I should, that's been one of my bigger strengths throughout my career has been my speed. So now we, we get into the spacemen a little bit here. You've talked about them. You, you've talked about coach kind of running these off season workouts, having the ice time available. You talk about seeing them as a winner down the road. 
why, what really drew you to the Fort Wayne Spacemen when you made that decision to get out there and play, you know, before you go out there and put up, put up, put up a hundred, right? Before you did that, what made you go out there and pick the Fort Wayne Spacemen? Um, I had just, I was actually, I was out in Jersey and I had seen, um, what they had, what they had um, out here. I saw it on Twitter, I believe. And at first I was thinking back to other junior teams they've tried to start when I was younger and how badly it went and how one team never even really played a game. I don't think, I think they just had a tryout, didn't have enough guys and they had a full. Um, but then when I saw the names that were involved in it, um, it definitely gave me more interest. Cause I was like, okay, maybe we can, maybe there will be a, um, good organization. Um, that's going to do things the right way and actually um, run a strong program. So I, uh, I called our GM, John Finch, um, and just asked him about it a little bit more. And then he got me in touch with our coach, Kaylee Schrock. And after talking to both and kind of figuring out what it was going to be like, how it was going to be, I just, it, it was hard to say no to it. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it is a great program. You know, it's one of those things they made sort of an immediate impact in the league when they arrived and, and they've got a lot of great development as part of that. So talk about last year's team. Talk about what you expect out of this year's Fort Wayne Spaceman organization. Um, last year's team was, uh, I love last year's team. It was, we had a great group of guys. Um, you know, we, we were able to get stuff done, make a name for ourselves. But uh, I think, I think next year is going to be. I think next year will be a big um, surprise to us, and um, the level of uh, play that this team will jump to, um, just all around. Um, last year it was. I think we we started off with a very very small roster, um, and we ended with. Uh, we had. I think we had four or five scratches at the end of the year per game with a full lineup. So, and I think we, I'm pretty sure we started with maybe a little over 10 guys. Um, but once, uh, once we had everything in order and we started to, I think other players started to kind of see what we had going on. Um, it was able to pull them in um, to where we were able to have a full team and a good team throughout that second half of the year. Yeah, and you, you see that, you know, there were a couple of teams that that was the story, you know, where they, they didn't have a ton of guys in the beginning of the season and they were able to pick it up. And I think it just goes to show the, the skill of the people who are there, it's the players who were there from the beginning, and the skill of the coaching staffs, you know, the ability to, to, to start off the season, um, you, you know, a bit understaffed and then get new players, get them into the system, get them moving forward. You talked about how much fun the team was last year and obviously we've already spoken about the uh, the future for the squad talk about the team's development specifically I'm interested to know how you guys ran sort of the game of hockey in Fort Wayne I always tell the guests you don't have to give away the farm here we don't want to we don't need to know all the trade secrets because I don't I don't want to put your team at a disadvantage for next season you know but uh, I think it's so interesting to find out the way that that coaches lean into certain skills, the way that individual coaches run a team. So just talk about a little bit about team strategy and, and how you guys ran the program. Um, so we were a lot about just 
develop. Um, I think more than anything last year, like Shrock's about moving guys up, getting them to the next level. And I guess in-game, if you're on an in-game strategy, it was probably – we, we tried to play a speed game, kill, kill teams with speed. Um, but practice-wise, I mean, we do – we do a lot of systems, but he was very focused on developing players and moving them up to the next level, um, which was perfect too last year. Um, so we did a lot of uh, a lot of one-on-one skill development stuff like that, shooting development, skating development. We have an awesome uh, skating coach here in Fort Wayne. Um, so it was uh, we we it's a it's a good developmental program. And Jared, we. You have people from all over the hockey world that watch us, scouts, college coaches, coaches from other levels of the game, all around the country, all around the world right now. And we have young players too. But what I want to talk about with you here, you know, we always – there's not often does a hockey player get a chance to kind of explain who they are as a hockey player. What, what are you getting if you're that scout out there, if you're that coach, if you're the guy looking for your, your next recruit? I mean – who is Jared Fisher? What am I getting if I'm recruiting Jared Fisher, if I'm bringing Jared Fisher in at the D1 level, the NCAA D3 level, wherever it is? I mean, what am I getting if I'm getting Jared Fisher? Um, I, I consider it a hardworking, skilled forward. Um, that'd be my description. Um, I like, I like challenges. Um, I like to be able to overcome challenges, you know, beat things. Uh, don't want to leave a task undone kind of guy. Um, but yeah, hardworking, skilled forward would probably be my description. I love that, man. And, and this is the thing, folks, for those of you listening at home, you, you can almost hear that moment where it's the uncomfortability of any hockey player to talk positively just about them, right? It's like, we're all, we're all humble. We all want to make sure that, you know, we're just getting pucks deep. It's four lines banging. We're out here playing a game hard. You know, thank God for our attendee. Thank God we got the stops today. It's like, but I just want to put it out there that, Jared, you're the first player to come on alone as an individual. We've had players come on together. We've had coaches come on, broadcasters come on. We've had team owners come on. We've had GMs come on. The first individual player interview on our long-form audio podcast. And, man, have you held your own. The composure in it, the way you hold yourself, the way that you can kind of take on a barrage of questioning. I I don't know many guys at your age, at your portion of the game right now, who are kind of moving up through the ranks, who can sit here and take a peppering of 40 minutes of questioning from two hockey guys that want to know the ins and outs, man. And, And... that's a big thing, and that's a big deal. And if I'm a coach at the next level, I'm looking at things like that. I'm looking at why at the, at the combines for the NFL, the NHL, the, anywhere, why do they sit people down and have a 30- to 40-minute job interview, basically? Why do they do that? They want to know who you are. And, Jared, man, you're doing it right. And that is why it happens on the ice for you. That's where 100-plus points come from. That's where leading scorer – in the USPHL Premier come from. That's where all Lucas J team comes from. That's where an MVP comes from, man. And just keep battling, man. It, it, I'm loving what you're doing out there. And you got a, you got a big, big career ahead of you still. There's a lot more to come. I appreciate it. Hey, man, we're going to go to the academic corner. I, Lucas, I forget what the name of your 
corner is all the time. <laughs> I always forget. The point of the show where Lucas talks, so Dan obviously always just like forgets what's going on. We're going to go to that. And then, Jared, what we're going to do is come back and do our parting words. So you'll get a chance to have your parting words for today's show for the folks at home, anything you want, any topics you want to cover, anything you want to talk about, as little or as much as you want. Parting words coming up next, but first, it's the Academic Corner with Lucas Jones. So I think today's Academic Corner, as all Academic Corners do, I try to draw it from my personal experiences as much as possible. Um, I have been in the education game since I was uh, 22, fresh out of college. So that this would be my eighth year of being either a teacher or a tutor. And if there's one constant that I have, uh, if I've noticed, um, it's that I've noticed that the more successful students are the ones who are exposed to failure at an earlier age. Um, I am a huge proponent of letting people fail on their own, of allowing people to feel the consequences of different things at a young age in a protected environment, right? Because if, if at the eighth grade, ninth grade level, your student doesn't study for a test, as a parent, you might want to say, well, no, let's go. Like, you have to do this. Let's do this. You know, come up with a reward system, figure it out. That's one way to handle it. But from what I've seen is that those students eventually turn into the students who aren't motivated on their own. And then when they get to college, they have no way to motivate themselves. So I guess my tip of the day is more focused towards the parents. And it's, it might be a good idea to let your child fail. And more specifically, to feel the effects of not being prepared, of not putting the work in. And turn it into a teaching moment and say, you failed the test. Why? Because you didn't study. What did you think was going to happen, right? Someone is not always going to be there to help you. And I think if you can allow children to do that, again, in a safe and ultimately protected and supportive environment, that is something that will strengthen them down the road when they face real challenges, when they face really difficult situations, and when they're not in that safe environment. Failing a test in high school is easy to come back from. Failing a class in college is a $5,000 mistake. And failing in the professional world could cost you your job. So before the stakes get too high, let your children feel the consequences of their actions. Wow, Lucas, I wish you were around when I was going to school. I mean, I would have needed, I could have used that pep talk a bunch of times for the parentals. I, I, was I was around when you went to school. <laughs> you were around because I, I was too busy copying off of you, so I didn't fail classes. That's how I survived. Don't do that again. Every time we have this academic corner, I remind you, Lucas does the academic corner because I should not. I will tell you that I work very hard and I was a very hard worker in all things in life, but in, I did, there were some blips on the radar at times, like cheating off Lucas in French class. That was a thing <laughs> and it did happen. But again, this has been a fun one, man. Another great academic corner from Lucas. And I'll tell you what, a real great conversation with an incredible hockey player. We're going to get to his parting words in a second. But before that, we go to the most verbose and colloquial man I know. Nice two big words that Lucas might want to correct me on my usage of, but who knows? He probably can't because he doesn't speak during his parting words. Lucas, your parting words. Beautiful, Lucas. Great job. Great job on the parting words. I'll save mine for next because we're going to go to Jared Fisher. Jared, it's been absolutely awesome talking with you today, man. 
your parting words for the folks at home watching the Dan K show. Oh man, that's tough. <laughs> um, I guess, uh, I mean, thanks for having me on. Um, it was a pleasure. It was a good, good talk. Um, and I mean, uh, gosh, go spaceman, I guess. I'd love that. That's see, that's simple, man. You might as well have just said, you know, get pucks deep. That's it. You just got to use the lines, man. Just go for it. Just, that's exactly how it should be. I'll give a shout out to Lance Giovanko. Okay. Nice. I like that. Shout out to Lance, the G man. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that we got the shout out. I'm going to go to my parting words and my parting words are always really attached to our guest for that week's show. And this week I'm going to use, I, I wanted to use versatility. I think that's really good. And I think I'm going to go with it. It's versatility. You got to be versatile in life on and off the ice, no matter where you go, whether it's in the workspace down the road, whether it's in college, whether it's in high school, as you're working your way through the ranks or whether it's on the ice, you got to be versatile. You got to be willing to work, willing to bend and willing to absolutely put in that extra effort, no matter where it is. And sometimes we got to take on a role we don't want to get the one we do. And our guest today, Jared Fisher, you look at those numbers as he worked his way up the ranks here. And that is a product of a team guy, a guy who will absolutely go above and beyond every day. It's what makes him a winner. It's what makes him a point getter. And that's what makes winners around this game, around this world. It's people who are versatile. And this guy is a champion of the future, man. This is a guy who is going to have a lot of folks ringing that phone, a lot of knocks on the door coming up as he makes his way to the ranks. I can't wait to see what's in store for next season for Jared Fisher. You want to be the next Jared Fisher? Get to work, man. Get to work. It's right now that that happens. It doesn't happen in September. Don't show up last second like you're, like me in my French class, not studying, and I'm just going to walk into class and pass it. It's not going to happen. There's no Lucas there for you to cheat off of when you get on the ice. You got to get out, put into work today, make it happen. Let's go. You want to find out more about the Dan K Show, you go to www.dankshow.com. You want to be a guest on the Dan K Show, you go to that contact page. You can do dankshow.com backslash contact, or you can just go right to the contact page to the website, contact us there. Want to talk to us on social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's at the underscore Dan K Show. Over 800,000 impressions in the last 30 days. That is the most watched show in junior hockey, the most watched audio podcast, the most watched video podcast for the best league in the country, the USPHL. And just for the game of hockey, Lucas, we just love covering this game. When Dan Kay's on a mic, it is always hockey night. Thanks for watching today with our guest, Jared Fisher, the leading point getter in the USPHL premiere.